Hey everyone out there, how's it going? Welcome to ScreenSpeak. It's the podcast that is all about movies, life, and so much more. I'm Jordan Anderson, this is my podcast, and you're here because you probably like movies, or you like the movie Avatar, or both. In any case, I'm really sincerely appreciative and thankful that you've decided to come by and listen to today's episode. If you are a first-time listener, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate having you here again. And if you are an existing listener, likewise, I also appreciate you, the listener, for checking this out. Uh, If you haven't done one of these things already, I got to go ahead and get those plugs out of the way, right? We just got to get them out of the way so we can actually get into what we're here for, which is Avatar. (laughs) Okay, so here's what I want you to do. Hit the follow button and hit the bell on whatever it is that you're listening to it for. Or listening to it on, I should say. Being Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, all the different podcast services out there, I think you know what most of the main ones are. Listen to ScreenSpeak on there, like you're already doing, and hit the follow and bell button there. The follow is just so that we can get more listeners for the show on a regular basis, and then the bell is so that you, the listener, is not missing out on other episodes of ScreenSpeak that come down the pike. So definitely make sure that you do that. There's also social media for this thing, so if you want to check it out on Instagram or Facebook, search for ScreenSpeak on there, and you can get involved, ask me any questions you want, talk to other community members, do the whole social media thing on those channels for the podcast. All of that goes to support the podcast. And speaking of supporting the podcast and its growth, there are also now in certain select episodes, including this one, some Amazon affiliate links that directly give credit to my podcast. So if you buy any of the things that are in those links, which in this episode, it's just 4K movies, you will then get some of the credit to go to ScreenSpeak for that sale. So that leads to some proceeds coming my way. I promise I'm not just going to use that money to buy useless things or get a bunch of junk food or anything like that. It all goes towards funding the future growth of the podcast and any other podcast-related expenses. So please, please go ahead and help support the podcast through that way. That would really, really mean a lot to myself. Okay. Um, Got to give a little bit of introduction to my guest on today's episode. So on today's episode, I have a new guest to the podcast, new guest to ScreenSpeak. His name is Kyler. I believe he pronounces his last name as Avery, but it's spelled E, uh, every with a Y, so Kyler Every, Kyler Avery. Um, I'm sure he'll think I'm a shit friend for not knowing exactly how you say his last name, but hey, uh, well, he'll listen to this and be like, okay, well, now I'll correct him and, and now he'll know. Uh, But anyways, he's a good guy, uh, and he happens to be a big fan of Avatar, and so I know him through a friend of a friend kind of thing, and we were talking, I told him I got a podcast, and he had never done a podcast before, and so I was like, hey, you like Avatar? I like Avatar, the sequel, The Way of Water, it's coming out any day now, so we should talk about this, and then if you enjoy the experience, you come back and talk about the sequel, so... I think if you listen to the playback of this, you'll find that towards the end, he definitely, in in my opinion, enjoyed the experience of being there. So I think he'll come back when I decide to talk about the sequel, which should be pretty soon, considering that I'm going to be seeing it on, pulling up the calendar here. Yeah, this Saturday, December 17th, it officially, I think, releases on the 16th. So I'll try to get that podcast to you. 
uh, out to everybody here on screen speak as soon as I am humanly able to do so. Uh, but in the meantime, sit back, strap in, listen to myself and my good friend Kyler here talk all about James Cameron's, uh, in my opinion, masterpiece, Avatar. Welcome to the podcast, sir. It's good to have you. Good to be here. Uh, so, Avatar. Yeah? You're a big fan. I am. Okay. Well, let's talk about Avatar. I mean, that's what we're here for. Uh, how many times have you seen it? Not actually very many. Um, the Most of the time I saw it in theaters, um, and then we, of course, rewatched it uh, last week. Um it's way better in 3D, so I never bothered to go get a disc or anything. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for the second one coming out in a couple weeks here. I, I'm i definitely very excited for the second one. Hard to believe it's been 13 years. Yeah. 13. Yeah. Uh, which means I was, what, 12? <laughs> which is kind of... How old are you? 25. Oh shit! Okay, I, I'm an I'm an old fart, I guess, man. I'm 31. So. Yeah, yeah. So 12 years old, 12 year old little Kyler. Yeah, he's he's seeing Avatar for the first time. What's what's the verdict? Like, what's his opinion? I mean, stuck with me. I still very much enjoy it. Um, I I guess like the the visuals are really the the part that sells the movie. I, and at least in my opinion, the story to me at least is very uh i guess predictable in my own words um a lot of movies these days follow the same sort of narrative formulaic yeah. maybe like they, yeah. there's uh as you said a predictability that you could tell yes yeah Makes uh sense. you know I, I always joke about you know the big bad happens and then you know the big good or whatever right i had a i'm trying to think i had a person uh on the podcast his name is bruce he's been on a few times we talked about i think the might have been the batman that new batman movie that came out mm. um and he's he's a film major and he was telling me that there's like a there's something they like teach you in like script writing class or whatever where it's like during almost most any script that's formulaic there's going to be as they as he calls it the inciting incident within like 10 15 minutes and that's kind of like the thing that propels yeah the narrative that drives the story yeah that drives the story yeah so um but yeah so avatar i'm trying to think i, I want to give you some some background to like the first time i saw it and everything like that sure uh i know I know one thing that I felt I, I still feel good uh, feel good about to this day uh, talking about Avatar is I felt like I was one of those people that knew it was going to be huge before it became like a thing. Uh, I just say that because I've been a big James Cameron fan as long as I can remember. Probably the first movie I saw from him was Terminator Two. I want to say. Okay. Um, Did he do all the Terminator movies? Uh, just the first two. Okay. Yeah, though he did come in uh, and produce, I think, the last one, that Terminator Dark Jenna shit. Uh, and then there was uh, <laughs> our Terminator Dark, Dark, Dark shit and Dark Jenna, or whatever. But the last two Terminator movies sucked. So that's my, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, just directing and writing, he did the first two. Okay. 
but he's been doing movies for a long time, and I, I've had uh, I've had a lot of fun watching his movies. He's actually arguably one of the few directors I would say that really hasn't had like a true miss. Like every single one of his movies, is you if you go back and look, at least as a director, at least as a yeah, strictly speaking as a director. Okay. I mean, I could maybe say his first movie, Piranha 2, which probably most people haven't seen. Uh, not great. It's a B science fiction movie. But after that, it's pretty much all uphill from there. But all that being said, the guy has a track record that's pretty unmatched by most mainstream directors. And so when I saw uh, the trailer for Avatar, the teaser trailer, I, I knew that he had been working on this like new original concept for a movie. Um, you know, I saw the trailer and I just remember being like, this thing is going to be insane. Like, this is going to be like his science fiction masterpiece. Like, right. it, Cause he had done aliens. He had done, uh, the abyss. Like it was incorporating. I could tell all these different elements from his previous works and it just felt like it was all culminating. And so anyways, I just remember I was in like some class in college and we were going around talking about stuff and I ended up saying, I'm like, Avatar is going to be big, man. Like it was going to be huge. And and I'm just so happy that it, it, it blew up into into what it became, uh, which really I think was a game changer in the world of movies. Uh, I mean, for sure. Like, there's, like, pre-Avatar and then there's post-Avatar. Now, do you think Avatar 2, or what was the The Way of the Water, I think is what it was. Yeah, The Way of Water. Uh, do you think that that is going to be on the same level? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I'm not sure it will. Well... When we talk about level, what do we mean by level? I mean, like, are we strictly just talking like the tech level where it's like, oh, the, well, the special effects? I'm talking like I the mean, same level of popularity. Like, no. I don't know if it'll hit the same like chart. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think it'll sell as much. I don't think. Well, it's hard to say. I think especially now post-COVID because COVID and the movie theaters, like the theater industry is still... Is still, still recovering. recovering. Yeah, and there's yeah. still, I would say, a long ways to go. About the only thing that gives the theaters a pulse right now is if it is like a comic book movie or like a big legacy sequel like Top Gun, something right. that has established familiarity with it. Right. Um, or obviously it has a you know, a buttload of money behind it, just like Avatar. And so I don't I it is really hard to say exactly now. I don't think it'll have the same impact as far as like necessarily the special effects though james cameron is being innovative in this new one and has done motion capture entirely underwater which to my knowledge has not been done before oh, i didn't know that yeah like a significant portion of the movie is shot underwater that's what i've been told and that's what i that's <laughs> what i looked at so that's pretty wild but that said it's like i don't know the first one you know it it introduced obviously the concept the world everything it's like i don't i don't know if you can really quite replicate that first time in that sense right because anyway. like the first one blew titanic out of the water in terms of you know which sales was right the, yeah which was james cameron's previous right, film yeah. being the high like i just think that's so funny it's like you make the highest box office gross film only to surpass it with another one of your movies do you think it'll surpass endgame Mm. Well, if I'm not mistaken, Top Gun Maverick has surpassed that. Did no, it? I, I thought maybe it did, or it got close. I, I don't know if that's true. You know, I guess so, it, someone in the numbers charts will have to take a look at that. I guess in my in my mind, I did not think that that movie was good enough to to do that. But you uh, know. Endgame? No, uh, Top or Gun Maverick. Top Gun. Yeah, yeah, it's 
it's weird. I mean, we, we can talk about that for a second. Um, you know, I I liked it. Like, I did. Like, I actually I think... think it's much better than the first one. But I did I like it to the level of, like, you know, everybody else? I don't, I don't know about yeah. that. Yeah. But for Avatar... Um, I just want to go back to what you were saying about, like, is it going to be the next, you know, big thing? It's tough to say. We'll have to wait and see. I think there's a lot of hype behind it. I've really been trying to stay away from, uh, you know, most of the, the early reviews, early press screenings and things like that. Because right. I really try, I truly want to try to go into it as blind as I can and not filled with expectation. Because I've done that before on big anticipation releases. You... And then I'm like, ah, oh, shit, why yeah. did I do that? Yeah. yeah. I think uh, that happens with a lot of different media, including like video games and whatever, where people will see ads and... Yep it'll have so much hype behind it that then you get to the real thing and it's a big flop. So speaking of just the game changing aspects of avatar with, uh, it's technology and whatnot. Is there anything that stands out to you from a technology standpoint that really wowed you besides like the 3d? Um, I mean, there was, you know, immense amounts. I guess I don't know where, you know, a lot of the things were shot or, you know, uh how much was cgi in terms of the landscapes and um you know like the floating islands yeah uh like some of the visuals from that are probably some of my favorites at least um and like the different shots they had where you know you're you're going i i keep thinking of the um i don't know what the name of the it's like the mothership or whatever, right? That's carrying, you know, the big bombs at the end. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah well, it's Korich's, like, big ship. Yeah. Uh, Papa Dragon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is Papa Dragon. I want this mission high and tight. I want to be home for dinner. I, I always think of, like, the shots, the aerial shots from above that. Um, and then uh, it sort of makes me think about... Um, the the thing from the movie the last shadow or whatever right because i don't know if they shoot from underneath that ship ever right mm-hmm. but that's the sort of a thing that i thought about during the movie is like they keep they keep showing from above that and i think it's sort of i don't know maybe symbolic i don't know maybe i'm reading into it too much no, but um I'm, I'm sure there's probably some symbolism there yeah it could be yeah but uh, I don't know if you know what shots are or are not CGI. I don't know how much research you you have done. Oh, I I've done a fair amount. I'll, I'll just put it to you that way. Okay. I'm a big big Avatar fan. Okay. Um, I know you know the technology. I think that stood out to me the most actually wasn't really the 3D. Um, I saw Avatar in 3D when it first came out, but mm-hmm. the Subsequent viewings that I watched were just the standard viewings, and the th- I mean, 3D was great. Like it was, but like I wear glasses, and I don't like having the 3D glasses oh, on top yeah. of glasses, so it's just more of a comfort thing for me. Um, but no, actually, I think what really stood out to me was the performance capture because it had been previously done in movies like uh, Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, notably with Gollum. Uh, you got King Kong also using Andy Serkis. Uh, there had been some successes with it, but what I think this one did that the others previously did not do 
is they kind of surpass that quote-unquote uncanny valley effect, especially with the faces, because you could tell that Sam Worthington, his avatar, like that is Sam Worthington's face yeah. on a blue alien. Yeah. Same with like Zel Saldana playing Natiri and, and you know, Sigourney Weaver's uh, avatar, especially like in the eyes. The mm. eyes didn't have like that weird kind of video gamey glossed over effect where yeah. like it just looks like there's not really like a soul in it. Like I felt like they kind of had a breakthrough with that. That is something I, now that you're saying it, that I, thinking back, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I could definitely see that. But I don't think, uh, like, watching it, I ever thought, you know, like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's that's different. I just just like, yeah, obviously that's CGI well, just, or whatever, totally, right? But you're totally immersed into it. I think that's that's kind of part of the, the, the magic of the movie, if you will, is that, it, like, the effects are so good in it that you're mm-hmm. not even really paying attention to them. Like, you're just... Yeah. It. Yeah, you know, I mean that's a, that's the sign of great science fiction and and also just great special effects. It felt it felt very real, I guess is mm-hmm. uh, the sort of feeling I got. I know uh, one shot that always stands out to me as far as like the tech thing, and I I still to this day like if I watch the shot, it's not of any like significance to the plot, mm-hmm. but it's just like holy shit, how did they do that? And it's that shot where uh, Jake, he is running away from that black saber tooth thing. Yeah. And he jumps into the water. Yeah. And they have that shot of him floating out of the water and kind of like grabbing on to like a branch. Yeah. And you know the entire thing. Like that, like that's fake. Like like him, him, him being the blue alien, like they didn't shoot all that entirely like on location. Like there's so much green screen elements there. But like it's so believable that I'm just like, I, I don't. It blew my mind, especially right. because of the water and everything too. Because sometimes water is kind of a tricky effect to get right when it comes to fake artificial creatures. Yeah, I, I don't have any idea about like you know the the difficulties of filmmaking from that perspective. But like I could see how thinking about it, how that would be difficult to accomplish. But again, like you don't really think about that. It didn't, yeah. it didn't, I'm trying to think there's probably, <clears throat> there's like one scene from some movie that I'm thinking of, but I can't like think of what movie it's from, or maybe it's not even a movie, maybe it's a video game, but. What is it? All right. What, what's just some, mind? there's just somebody in the water and like the splashing looks very like mm fake i guess is the only way i can describe it um, yeah or artificial in some sense yeah 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 and I, I know um i'm trying to think uh shit i just lost my train of thought well yeah uh, that sucks <laughs> uh okay no um now i'm trying to think of the, the the special effects uh yeah they're just really remarkable yes um, i i think james cameron's an absolute genius with it uh, and and oh now i okay now i remember uh what i was gonna say on the extended edition which we're looking at right now here in front of us uh there is actually some really great uh documentaries that they made for the edition i would highly recommend watching them if you're interested in avatar because it goes pretty in depth a lot more so than other behind the scenes of movies and shows you like everything from conception of avatar to like you know jim cameron coming up with the idea to the pre-production production -production, post-production the whole thing yeah i think i was reading that 
in there that they had that in there. Uh, although typically I'm not incredibly interested in, the, in, in that sort of thing, but, uh, I guess, I don't know. We could, we could probably watch that it's, at it's some really point. Good. It's really good. Um, okay. I want to talk, I want to talk more about, you know, Pandora and the world around Avatar mm-hmm. itself. Like let's, let's get into the actual world itself. So, just starting with the stark contrast, I think that's worth pointing out between Earth and Pandora. Which really, for Earth, you only really get to see a, a sequence of that in the extended cut. In the original, they they just are solely going to Pandora. Right. But what did you think of just the difference between obviously Earth, how you know kind of it is, and then people going to Pandora? Like, did it kind of make sense to you why the humans are going there? Aside from getting their unobtainium, which I still kind of laugh at because it's a dumb uh, name. It, yeah, it, it's a bit of a silly, it's a bit of a silly name. We don't really quite know what the mineral does. It's worth a lot of money because this little gray rock sells for twenty million a kilo. We know that, uh, but I just wanted to know your thoughts on Earth and Pandora. I mean. I think that's sort of the path that we're on right now as human beings, right? We are, you know, going, expanding, destroying, you know, wildlife. Uh, Not respecting Mother Nature. Yeah. Um, so, of course, it kind of naturally follows that then we would end up on another planet uh, because we need more space, more resources, uh, etc. Um but I mean, is is in terms of like the wildlife and uh, what is on the planet, it is not much different uh, from Earth. Like, yeah, there's aliens, and yeah, there's creatures we don't know, right? But like, it's the same here, right? Like, if we went to the Amazon rainforest, right? There's going to be animals that will murder us. That's, <laughs> Plants. That's that... fair to say. I don't think I would last in the Amazon. <laughs> yeah. to tell you the truth. I mean, I don't know that anybody, probably anybody listening would, would be able to survive in the Amazon rainforest. Maybe like Bear Grylls could, or the, there's this, uh, what is that, Survivor Man? You ever seen him? Yeah. I don't know how real all that is, but, <laughs> you know, uh, but like, yeah, I guess I don't think of it as any different like if i'm on an alien planet or here if i don't know what a plant is or mm. or an animal or yeah, whatever I mean, well, i'm not gonna clearly, mess with it clearly like the biology of pandora i mean I, i'm no expert like on the subject but you can obviously tell that you know a lot of things are inspired by things that are already on earth they're just maybe more yeah. enhanced or obviously have like a science fiction spin on it yeah like i think for instance uh i don't know if they ever say specifically the name of it but the navi have what a basically equivalence to a horse. Yeah. But it has like six legs. And six legs and then, you know, it like breathes yeah. through where I would say yeah. a horse's collarbones are. I, of course, do not know horse anatomy. So that is... Why do you not know horse anatomy? <laughs> Doesn't everybody know horse anatomy? Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, but, you know, yeah. All the creatures they have there are just alien takes on like earth creatures like the monkey the alien lemurs yeah which had what four arms instead of yeah i i think i think james cameron actually makes a point i know at one point in the behind the scenes making of the movie that a lot of the creatures like purposely have like extra 
What what's what's happening? I just need to blow my nose. Do it. Do you want? I need a you, napkin. You, you yeah. Need a napkin. Yeah. You don't just want to like, you know, do it on the microphone. Yeah, just do no. it. No. You were saying something about James Cameron and his monkeys. Yeah, like his creatures, like he purposely designed a lot of them to have like extra, like either like fingers or legs or arms or, you know, whatever. Everybody has like appendages of some sort. Yeah, of some sort. Um, I don't always think that actually the creatures get enough credit when people do talk about Avatar. I mean, they talk about the story and, you know, the, the people will, we'll get into what people's opinions are on that, but well, I mean, the creature design I think is fantastic. Well, they also play a major part in the story too, right? Well, yeah, so sure. I mean, especially towards the third act when, uh, what, what is that part? Uh, the, oh God. Um, Awa heard you! Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. The, the creatures coming to kill the humans. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, you know, the, the, the creatures, the creatures I think are really great. And I don't also know if people realize that James Cameron also himself was, uh, an illustrator as well. I mean, oh, he's really? a writer and a director, but he did have a lot of input and hands-on affiliation, like with the actual art design and creation of the, the whole creatures and like the world and biology of the planet, which I think is really cool. Um, I just don't always think that gets enough appreciation. So did he have like a whole bunch of like um, concept art and stuff that he made? Oh, yeah. 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 Like a, a ton. Okay. Yeah. And in fact, he actually says, uh, at least from what I've seen, that like the whole idea of Avatar came to him like in a dream. Like he dreamed of like the blue people and it was just like he didn't have a story around it. He just like dreamed of them. So he, he like, thought of the like, blue people and then made out, up a story. Basically. Gotcha. That's what it seems like. Um, but no, I, I also love, uh, the environments of Pandora as well. I mean, you know, you had touched on earlier, the floating mountains uh, of Pandora. I think what's probably most beautiful is the forest at nighttime where it has like the bioluminescence effect where like everything is just kind of neon and it it just, you don't even need a torch, Yeah, which I, I do love that scene. Um, because I think it's actually a pivotal moment in the movie where, you know, Natiri gets pissed at Jake for having his light on and, and killing the little, you know, killing the little force friends. Yeah. Um, you know, she's all pissed at that and throws his torch away. And he's like, you know, and seems like, what the hell? Like we need light. But then that's kind of like where his eyes really, truly open up for the first time. And he's like, Oh snap. The, I, this is, I've never seen this before. Right. So he's kind of our eyes, honestly, as like an audience viewer, which well, is great. He's also sort of operating under, you know, he has a military background, right? So, like, he's operating he's under the, the Jarhead Clan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, at least I was also in the military, but uh, I don't think it. I guess it depends. He was. A, I think he said he was a Marine, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, I was not a Marine, so I don't know what sort of trainings and stuff they go through or whatever. What, what but were you? I was in the National Guard, the Army National Guard, but um, right. I guess uh, the point I'm getting at is he probably had some sort of survival training, you know, where fires your friend when you're, you know, lost and alone, right? Um, But on a different planet, I suppose the, I guess, standard operating procedure uh, would be a little bit different. Um, I could see that. And obviously it it was because... You know, 
uh, God, what what's the character's name? Uh, the lady. <laughs> what, Natiri? Yeah, Natiri, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but then she comes in, you know, throws him around and saves his life. Um, and then, you know, sort of has to then show him the way or whatever. Well, she chooses to show him the way because of the the little floating things like what the well the yeah but, sprites or whatever I don't, I don't well they're the they seeds are. of the oh that's right the sea of the tree of souls yeah right? yeah yeah that's it um but uh but she feels like she has to because of that right it's not because yeah and then and then you know the the tribe or the people make mm-hmm. her uh show him the way because of that sign um right yeah yeah no i mean that, that, that's pretty that's pretty much it um no i i think uh i'm just trying to think of the creatures and then the the hu- the humans in the navi let's 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 talk about that right? mm-hmm. pretty stark contrast as far as differences between the two of them not just physiologically but how they live with their environments i think the movie actually and and i was going to talk about that at some point kind of getting into like the statements and messages that the movie has uh but what did you think of of the navi themselves like just from like a creature perspective um in what respect like as to like what i think of their design or no like like more just like not 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 even like the characters but like how like they live as like you know as people oh we can tell because obviously like they live and interact with nature much differently than the humans do well yeah they they respect it a lot more than humans do um and i think it was mostly because um you know they had I guess it would be a religion that revolved completely around uh, respecting nature, right? It's true. Because of the ability to, like, I don't know what their hair tentacle uh, uh, thing yeah, was uh, called. Um, but well, they, they, they say you got to make the halo. The yeah, halo. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that, I think, is what made them have the ability to, like connect with nature at a deeper level than humans ever would have and like you know the people that piloted the avatars they also saw that so they also were like i don't think they you know necessarily believed in the religion or whatever that the navi were following but they Mm -hmm. uh you know saw that there was more to the nature than you know the jarheads uh could see right the people that wanted to just mine the unobtainium and then uh you know leave yep did you have any favorite characters in the movie uh the general obviously yeah Yeah. (laughs) miles corich yeah um it just it's just because like he's like so like kind of like seen chewing like I, i mean i feel like he's very over the top a little bit i mean yeah i think that's sort of what it is he sort of just takes every scene that he's in and you know uh i don't know he's just so overly meathead that it's well he comes off like very like if somebody that maybe doesn't know about 
like real military service or action, but like if they're gonna like think of what is somebody in the military <laughs> like, they would maybe conjure up some guy like that. That's like all no nonsense. It's it's know, very duty. movie military man. Yeah, uh, vibes is sort of what I. <laughs> I I was joking with uh, my little brother. We were. We, we we do like this sometimes. We like this like random movie quote moments, and they, they we only like appreciate them. Like if I were to say it to like somebody else, they'd be like, "Why? That, that's not really that funny." Yeah. But we we joke about the part where uh, Jake is first being introduced to him, and he's just like, "You get soft. You get soft." Pandora will shit you out dead with zero warning. The, Whatever he says, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, While he's bench pressing. Oh yeah, yeah. Just being an absolute man. Yeah. Um. I, I I like that. I do like uh his his security speech. You know, where he's just like yeah. my job here on Pandora's the safety safe. brief. I will fail. Yeah, the you safety will die. brief. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, Stephen Lang though, I I think he's he's great. I'm very curious to see how he's coming back in in the new one. I have thoughts. I feel like there's no it. way he should come back. I have thoughts on it. I mean, let's 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 talk about this because obviously we haven't seen the new one right. yet. We're recording this before it's come out. But what is your guess as to how he's come back? Aside from your opinion of whether he should be, so how is he back? Like the only way I can think of is that he dies, and that he is so so angry and evil that he somehow like you know claws out of one of the trees or something <laughs> like it it just seems very like hand wavy like i didn't movie i didn't like yeah i didn't know what plot point to use to make a bad thing so i'm making one up sort of thing this is this is what i speculate on okay now my guess is because one i've seen the trailers for avatar so we see that he clearly doesn't appear to be back in human form okay yeah we see that he is i've i've not i've actually not even seen any of the trailers purposely to avoid oh crap avoid things but i mean you you had already spoiled that he came back so you yeah. know that, that, that's well, how all like, i know is that he's a blue avatar yeah he so he appears to be in avatar form i don't know if he's solely in avatar form or if he's just you know there as an avatar so maybe i don't know awa i think could have you know i mean they they transferred you know jake's body to sure. that or jake's consciousness i guess oh, soul soul i say, I say soul to uh the avatar yeah, they the did the first one yeah. yeah um so i mean it's not far-fetched to say that that isn't also what happened like they somehow like took his body before i like, could you know maybe he had like an ounce of living left in him and they transferred it over well i mean he was his body was there right so yeah. it was on the planet they got left behind it's true they never, you know, validated that he was dead, right? You know what, though? But isn't, like, I guess Awa, they say, like, you know, Awa's only there to, like, to protect the boundaries of life or the balance, balance. The, the yeah. balance of life, right? Yeah. I mean, would they really want to send his ass back? Maybe, like, there's, like, I mean, sa- the, like the Satan equivalent of, a- of Awa. Awa sounds like God. Like, what is the devil? No, I mean, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think there's necessarily a good and an evil, right? Okay. But, say... I mean, it's sort of like the balance of nature, right? 
Okay. Like, people always see, you know, videos of, uh, like, a snake or something eating, you know, some cute animal, and then people are always feeling bad for the mouse or, you know, the, the thing that looks the cat or pleasing, the thing cute. that that humans do not find to be revolting. Right. Um, but really that snake is just trying to do exactly what the animal it's eating is trying to do. Right. They're, sure. Everything's just trying to live. It's trying to exist. And it's the same, same sort of thing with like hunting and, uh, maybe not so much fishing because they, you know, breed fish and then release them into lakes or whatever. But like if the deer population explodes, it's going to decimate plant populations until then there's no food and then a whole bunch of deer are going to starve. It's true. So, you know, maybe Awa's like, no, this guy needs to stick around so we can, you know, keep populations down of certain species or whatever. So that's a thought. I don't know. Yeah. It's still balancing the forces of nature, right? It could be. We don't know. Also, who knows what he's going to do as a, as a Navi, right? I, so maybe I, he's not even a bad guy anymore. Wouldn't that be weird? They could, yeah, they could flip it. They could flip it, and all of a sudden, yeah. think he could be good. Because I know there is there is a a new character in the new one, uh, a general. Uh, well, you played, don't have to tell me that. Uh, well, I mean, come on. Sorry, I, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I love Avatar. It's been 13 years. You think I haven't had time on my hands to to do some digging? I suppose. No, I, look, I I don't know. I don't know anything fully about right. the plot. I know there's a general. I know that it's a female there's... general played by Eddie Falco, who uh, played Tony Soprano's wife in The Sopranos. If for you'll, any Sopranos you'll probably out there, you'll okay. probably hate me, but I've I've never seen that. I honestly, you know what? Let me just touch on that really. Quick. <laughs> like seriously, this is important. I don't understand when, like in the, especially in this day and age, maybe like like twenty twenty thirty years ago, like if I was having this conversation and I mentioned the Sopranos, and you know, I was like, you're like like you've never seen it, I'd be like, oh my god, you've never seen it. There is so much content that is out there this day and age, right? So so much that like if someone's like I've never seen something, I'm just like, I don't even get surprised anymore because there's just so much. Right? Like who who has the time? Who has the time? Nobody does. Well, right, but then. That's why. Anyway, we we could okay. <laughs> we could stick with Avatar, but no. I, the thing I was gonna say is that there's this general, and it's played by this Eddie Falco uh, lady, mm-hmm. and I don't know. You know, like you said, like maybe somehow Korch would become like good, and and who knows? Because there's you know there's a couple more movies that are in the down that are coming for this. I'm sure you know that, right? Uh, I certainly hope so. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to spoiler. I mean, anything. if the second one does. Does good. They're gonna make another one. They've and already. So on. They've already filmed the third one. They've already filmed it. It's it's done. Already done. Why did they wait thirteen years to release the second well, one? Well, they didn't. They didn't. So James Cameron, he had been working on kind of almost following the Peter Jackson model from like Lord of the Rings, where it's like he wanted to film all the movies back to back. Right. Okay. Because I don't know if you knew that Lord of the Rings did that famously. No. It no. Was, like not many big movies like that have the luxury of doing that, where they literally film all of them at the same time. So Cameron was taking a lot of a lot of time over the years to get all these scripts to mm. be one cohesive story, so that you know he knows exactly where things are going. So there's no guessing game when you get to like the you know the third or fourth movie. He wrote it out to five. To five different. Oh, avatars. really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And he has he has successfully filmed all of Avatar two, which we know, 
Avatar 3 is in the can, and he's filmed most of 4. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, po- point is with that is... Uh... Oh, shit. What the hell was the point with that? <laughs> Where was I going? Um, well, we were talking about the general... And... Oh, okay. Yeah. Th- thank you. I, I, I got it. Point is with that is that there's time for things to change. That's what I guess I'm trying to say is that maybe he's a horrible big bad in the second one and he continues to be, but you never know. Maybe, maybe he turns around. Like he, he, he could. He could be, he could turn around. They could they could flip the script on its head, do something different. That's all I was trying to say is we got time. Right. Um, all, but this is what I ultimately think of how he's come back. I think it's they I think he's dead. Like I think he I do think he died in So Avatar. Oh. Are you thinking then that he died, but then... He's dead, yeah. Like, humans are on another part of the planet, and they, like, somehow managed to figure out how to pull people out of the... I think it's more like they find his corpse, maybe try to do, like, some weird genetic experimentation and, like, get his DNA and put it into an avatar, and maybe, like, just from, like a personality and biological standpoint, it has like all the traits of courage, but maybe not all of his memories. Oh, so they just brainwash him into maybe. Cause I just, I, I think he's dead. Like he took two arrows. He's fucking dead. Right. Like, I, I don't think he's, I don't think he, the guy from that is truly back back, but I think somehow they took either his essence, his DNA, maybe his part of his brain and they put it into something. That that's my guess, but I, you know, who knows? I'll know when I see it. Right. Um, the other characters. So you got Jake and uh, and Terry, right? Sam mm-hmm. Worthington and, and Zoe Saldana. Um, I know Sam Worthington at the time. Anyway, this was like his first like real big movie. Like he was. That was the automatic cat feeder. I apologize. I got distracted by that. <laughs> Why my cat deserves an automatic cat feeder, I couldn't tell you, um, but. It's it's going off right now with my wife's voice. It's it was a little distracting. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, so what do you think of what do you think of Jake and Terry? I mean, you like them. I mean, yeah, they're the basically the center of the whole movie. Um, uh, the extended edition has you know the a little bit of background on Jake and you know uh, what his life was like on Earth. Uh, certainly feeling like aimless after probably being out of the Marines and having his leg situation, like yeah. no, no real purpose. Yeah. He, I mean, in the scenes there, people listening probably, or maybe you have, uh, may not have seen that, but basically he's, you know, going to bars, getting thrown out of bars or whatever. And, um, ends up getting approached by, you know, some suits and uh he gets called up and into this avatar program or whatever um but then throughout the movie you get to see him sort of go from thinking about everything um sort of militantly i guess Mm -hmm. that's probably not an actual word but you probably know what i mean it could be um but he goes from thinking about everything from you know, serving or being a soldier, right, to sort of seeing that this is bigger than, like, himself or than any of the people trying to get a hold of this. 
this new material that they found, right? Um, and then, I mean, I think the Navi were sort of uh, exploited, which of course is seen in the movie because obviously they get real angry when uh, Jake tries to tell him to leave. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he tries to make it right in the end. Uh, I guess, I think the... I guess from my perspective, the whole, you know, romance line of of the story is sort of un- unnecessary, but like Jake and the Terry? Like, yeah, I don't what? think I don't think that's a necessary plot point. Really? Yeah. I think it would have been just as fine without it. Well, I guess I mean like I I don't quite agree because I think having a love story about it is good. I mean, myself, just as a viewer. I mean, like, I, mean, I, I like seeing. The I think person, it added like, things to the movie, yeah. but I mean, I I see what you're saying in that, like, the movie, like, if you were to just take out there being a sort of love connection at all, the movie could still work, right? I mean, I, that's I all think, I'm like, saying. He, he could still fall in love with the people and the world, and yes. you know, the whole thing. He didn't need to connect his ponytail up and and get get it on under yeah. the tree, but. Eh. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I I enjoyed it for sure. I I do kind of wonder though. Like I I at least like that after he hooks up with her, he does have the point where he he's like in his pod, you know, and he's just like, "What the hell are you doing, Jake?" Because a part of me would wonder. It's like, dude, like my avatar body hooked up with this alien. Is this this can't continue long term? Does he even know at this point he can transfer his well his soul into the body? No, and that's that's yeah. He's being a fool. Yes. Um. I mean, the whole, you can see the whole, like, calamity of the situation, the, like, the morning after or whatever, yeah. and, um, uh, oh, I'm terrible with actors' names, uh, the actress that played the main scientist. Uh, Sigourney Weaver. Yes, uh. Dr. Grace Augustine. Yeah. Where's my goddamn cigarette? Yeah, um, but... Like when, <laughs> when, uh, when the next chieftain, I don't remember what his name is. Um, and I would probably butcher it even if I did. Um, who, who are you talking about? The next, the person who's supposed to be the next, uh, leader of the tribe. Oh yeah. Oh God. Um, Sute. That- sure. I took, I took a shot. That- <laughs> I have no idea if you hit anyway. Ah, um, it makes sense. When he says, you know, did you sleep with this woman or whatever, and uh, then and then he says yes, and then and then Sir Granny Weaver's, yeah, yeah, she's like, oh shit, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh yeah, you can really tell that that was really dumb of him to do that. Yeah, but I, I mean, like, I, it, it's it's kind of a funny thing. It's kind of a funny thing. I, I and I and I got to make sure I don't get like weird here, as if it's not. You know, I mean, so there's probably been weird moments in this podcast already, but whatever. Um, it is interesting because just the Navi from like kind of how they're designed, like, I'm not saying that I am like being like, oh yeah, the, like the blue people, they look so good. Like, I'm not saying that, but it's like, I get how a human could fall in love with one. I, I get it. I mean, well, like, they, they, obviously I don't, they're, I don't they're think sort it's of even... humanoid. I mean, like they... I don't think it's even that. I think Jake was feeling like his human life was his was not his real yeah, life. Yeah, it was just like it's just bullshit. 
well i mean he was spending like what 16 hours a day or something so in the avatar in, yeah in, in the body of the avatar yeah yeah so like i think at a certain point he'd become you know sort of disassociated from his real life well i think it certainly also helped his disassociation the fact that he couldn't use his legs that's well, huge. yes, that's huge. because his yeah. his time in the Avatar was better than his time in oh, real yeah. life, at least from I mean, his sig- perspective. Like significantly better, yeah. Plus, I also think, that, and, and we'll talk about this kind of when we get into, like, all the messages of Avatar, but I think when he started kind of really, quite literally being taken under the wing of the Navi, mm-hmm. and living under them, his worldview on just existence, I think, kind of got rocked by them. Meaning that I think, like, you know, as a human, he had been always dependent on the technologies and, you know, the machine, so to speak, of everything. Sure. Whereas, like, with this, he found that he was able to live just a much, dare I say, happier life by having far less, materially speaking, anyway. Um, well, yeah, without all the technology and yeah. whatever, but... Uh, it, it's interesting. I, I I like I like both the characters. I like Sam Worthington. I, I know some people gave him shit for the movie, at least the first one, because he is uh, Australian, and sometimes you can kind of hear the Australian accent slip through is a little that, bit. Is that Jake's yeah, actor? That's yeah, Jake. I mean, some people, you know, be like, you know, he's not like, you know, no Daniel Day Lewis by any means. Uh, but I I think for the the character that he was doing and and what he was doing for I the mean, movie, like I felt he was appropriate for the role. What I get. What I don't get is why does it matter what his accent is? I don't think it does. Right. So why are people angry? I think it's just because they know he's supposed to be playing an American, and sometimes it feels off from the voice. That's he that's came from Earth. My, yeah, I mean, he he's just Earth. an Earthling, you know. I don't think it matters that much, but hey, I mean, like you know, people are gonna hate. That's what they do. Uh, I like the. I do like Sigourney Weaver course dr grace uh, right. i like i just i like sigourney weaver a lot she's a good actress and then i also even like what i would call the the quote-unquote side characters you know you have norm uh you have michelle rodriguez's character uh you have uh, sorry for being terrible but the indian scientist guy <laughs> max is, you know you come on you know what i'm talking about yes I know i'm sorry the but they don't exactly they don't exactly, they don't exactly make it a point of like Flashing his character out, but I like the ensemble people that are helping. You know, I bet if you Google his name, you could find it. <laughs> I'm sure I can. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't do it before this, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I think I actually saw he's in the new one. Probably. I would hope, but anyway. So, but, oh, you were going to Yeah, I mean, the supporting characters, yeah, they were good. I don't think that it really mattered who they were, like who played them, but... I mean, I like them. I think you need likable people uh, in a movie, you know, well, like this. Besides, I guess the Navi, what I'm... you can't just have all the humans be shitty. Well, right. Otherwise, you know, they would have just they would have just ended the movie with them rotting in prison. Like that would have been the end. It would have just <laughs> what an ending. <laughs> what an yeah, ending just cut been. the just cut right there, and that's the end. Okay, so let, let's. I want to. I want to kind of get now into the meat of of avatar yeah like the the actual messages the, yeah yeah the, the serious stuff if you will the what the themes the themes uh just the statements i think that the movie makes and you know we can talk about whether you know we agree with them or don't but sure. i think they're they're definitely there 
the, the first one that comes to mind for me is that there is certainly something to be said about why it's important to protect nature, like to preserve it. Um, I, I would see that there is an argument to be made for that in the movie. And I mean, I think it, I think I would agree. Um, there's definitely parallels between Pandora and earth. Um, and I mean, there's a lot more to nature here than most people are probably aware of. How so? I mean, I don't know. I, I myself don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm, definitely no you know biologist or no but maybe it's like it's just from like the standpoint of like maybe people like us humans as a species we don't always appreciate like what nature provides us already like the things that we get from it that help us and sometimes require like we have to have it in order to live like example like the bees you know how they pollinate things. well they get I don't, oxygen i think i don't think it's a matter of the general public mm -hmm. i think it's a matter of like probably i don't know i don't want to say corporations but i mean that's generally who's doing most of the damage to nature right seems to be yeah um but like a lot of the things that are killing bees i think i'm also not well versed in this is like pesticides or whatever right something like that so i mean we need food so we need pesticides so bugs don't eat our food and you know should the corporations be making those pesticides that kill bees? Probably not, but why do they, do we know why they do it? Like the ones I, that do, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there's a reason it's probably cheaper or something. Yeah. That makes sense. But, um, but as far as like protecting nature goes, I mean, I'm not saying I, you know, you Kyler are, you know, Mr. Defender of nature, <laughs> but do you think that, us as people like there's more i mean there's always more that you could argue that we can just do in general yeah. but like when it comes to like protecting nature like i sometimes try to like break things down to like a, like you as an individual like what can you do to like not make your your carbon footprint, footprint. yeah your carbon footprint so to speak worse than than when you when you came into things i think maybe this will be a controversial statement, but I think that us as individuals are, our carbon footprints are very small in, in comparison to, you know, the carbon footprint of, I don't know, BP or, you know, large companies that produce large amounts of, you know, CO2 emissions or whatever are, they're going to be what would have to change in order to like make any sort of positive impact towards, mm -hmm. you know, and stopping. Is that, is that just because they have machinery and tech that obviously far outweighs the impact of an individual because of like just its mass effect that it would have on, the, on an area? I mean, I haven't done a research or no, anything. I, yeah, I know you haven't, but I just, just opinion wise. I, <clears throat> I don't know, the exhaust of my car compared to, you know, the plumes of smoke that come out of, you know, like oil refineries or... or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And I think it's a, I think it's hard because, uh, 
like there's people working at all those facilities that depend on those facilities in order to mm-hmm. live their life, right? And and those people are not all quote unquote bad people. No. A right. lot of those people are just trying to put food on the table. Like anybody else. Like everybody else. Yeah. But like so it's hard to it's hard to say you should shut all that down, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's gonna make people struggle. Or yeah, I, I guess, I don't know. Well, I think it's it's part of, like, this conversation could go to, like... So, you know how, like, right now... And, again, I'm no expert on this. I, I like talking movies. Uh, yeah. This is not, some, this is not like, my foray, but I, I still have an opinion about these things. It's, like, people that, <clears throat> that get into, like, the logistics of, like, getting us to not be dependent on fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, they want us to go electric. They want us to go with, like, the solar panels, the wind energy, and, and, and do all these different things that are not nearly sucking as much resource out of the planet as something else but then well even if you want to go that route you're still going to need resources right right you're still going to need to make batteries you're still going to need yeah you know noxious chemicals yeah because there's a weird there's a weird spot i think that we fall into sometimes when this conversation comes up that i don't always hear people talk about is it's like you can't just so to speak turn the switch off like you can't just like oh we're going to stop it because we know it's all bad because so much of our society runs well the whole infrastructure is set up yeah it, it, it's all running that way. on this stuff so it's it's a very i don't know it could either be a very gradual process or i don't know maybe we're just forever stuck to it until it completely collapses and then we have to resort to something else i don't know it's hard to say based on how i view humans that's probably how it'll go <laughs> how do you view humans Kyler? Sounds- I, I think i think people generally are evil uh in nature unless taught not to be sure like just by default some people are making and bad decisions or in mass people are making bad decisions or they're being bad i think so yeah i mean certainly history is going to go to support your case I, i don't think it's going to argue fully against it yeah um no and i i see I see like Avatar's message as it goes to the protection of nature. I also think it goes towards validation for reasons to nurture it. Like not just like safeguard it, but like to help it thrive. Yeah. Help it thrive. Yeah. That's, that's a good way of putting it. Um, I think it's really beautiful actually in the movie when anytime that like they kill anything, like there is like this like sadness that comes over them, you know, like from mm-hmm. the Navi, like they, they don't really like doing it. Like, they understand that they need to do it to, like, feed themselves and sustain. Mm-hmm. But they also, like, see that even, like, this creature that I've never met before or don't know has value. Like, it matters and it... Sorry, my cat just pranced by, like, a horse. That was a little weird. Um, but, no, I just... I, I, think it's, I think it's beautiful how they kind of approach that side of things. And I think it goes to show you that a lot of people here, like... And, I, and hey, I, I'm one of them. I, 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 eat, I eat pig. I eat cow. I, oh, eat, yeah. I eat all these animals. I and None of them I'm hunting directly. Well, yeah, we're so far removed that we don't see that. No. No. And, and I think it, it, it would be... It, if you think about it, if you, if you hunted your own food and, like, like prepared it and, like, the whole thing, like, I'm sure the relationship with food would be entirely different. Oh, than yeah. What, than what it is right now. I'm sure. I also do not hunt, but... Yeah. Yeah, I I have no doubt that if I started, I would 
have a much different relationship with the food that I eat. Did you think Avatar, continuing on talking about its themes, I definitely felt that there was not necessarily like a stance on the subject, but there could be an argument to be made that there are certain anti-war things in the movie or showing kind of the costly and not needed effect of, you know, humans being military, militaristic or, uh, I mean, am I making sense? A little I bit? think so. Um, cause I felt like at least from a military standpoint, it was certainly depicting big brute force military as being bad. Certainly, well, dominating over a people that have the mean haven't the means to match the technology that they have. I mean, that sort of thing has happened countless times in history. Um, yep. And you know, we're sort of on the side of seeing that as the good side, right? Because yeah, the American way. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I could definitely see how that theme would be like apparent or how you would see that theme. Uh, I guess I don't have any strong opinions there, but, uh, well, I mean, you, you served obviously in the military, so never, I, never been to war, not like in combat, maybe, no. but I mean, I don't know. Anti-war is kind of like a funny thing. Cause I am not, I'm not certainly anti-military, by sorry, my cat, my cat is uh, apparently bored and trying to swat at stuff around the podcast area. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, but um, you're saying you're not anti, not necessarily anti-war. Is that what you're no, saying? No, no, I'm not because I, I've had family members that have served in the military, uh, most notably Navy on my dad's side of the family. Sure. Um, I think there's some great people that have come from military. I think that our military has done tremendous things. I also think they've done terrible things. Like I, I, see I, that. I don't think that it's, it's impossible to do one without the other necessarily. Um, but I certainly think at least from my mind, it, it, the movie to me had a lot, a lot to say as far as like brute force over diplomacy or, you know, kind of trumping, or trumping uh, sure. diplomacy and kind of outruling it. I guess ignoring science. In fact, it's just, you know, screw it. Brute force is easier than yep. having to understand all this shit. Um, no, I just, I think that, I think the movie has pretty, pretty clear messages about that. And I certainly think it's reflective in, in life sometimes. Hey, I definitely think that you're right about some of that. Um, but like, I think I think they could have used diplomacy, I, and I think they should have. You know, obviously, yeah, a lot of people died on both sides that didn't need to. Yep. Um, and I think the same can be said for a lot of conflicts that happen. Obviously, there's exceptions to that. Um, sort of a counter argument against violence is never the answer. Right. So like sometimes you have to, right. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know, world war two. I don't think uh, there was a nonviolent solution to solving what was going on. No. I mean, certain, certainly back then, like what would you do with 
without that. Well, I think they even, you know, tried some diplomacy, diplomacy where they just anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's it's, it's fine. Uh, it, it's fair to examine the past. To, but to um, I think that this was definitely a, a situation where they could have either completely avoided the conflict by, you know, just being like, you know, there's people here that are living here. Yep. We can try and talk them into leaving or just leave them alone because there's a whole planet that we could also go destroy probably find this unobtainium yes because yes. it's like did they really do like a full planet terry scan of everything i don't know well the, i think the one scene where they're like this tree's sitting on the biggest deposit of this stuff yeah. in 200 clicks or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like that is almost nothing as far as like <laughs> as the far entire, as planet, the entire planet that is no space at all that's fair so like if you really need to get it I forget how much money the one little piece the guy held up was. Yeah, I mean, but it was it was so much. Twenty million a kilo. Yeah, and it was like so much that it was like okay, just build another base somewhere else to go do the mining. Like I don't. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I also think it's this is actually a point I think is really interesting with Avatar. I'm not saying that like myself I would necessarily want to live in the mud. You know, I mean, like, really live exactly like them. I mean, I like having internet. I, I like some of the technology that sure, we have. But you haven't lived like that yet, right? Not that I know of. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I, and I suppose I that's fair, but... No, but I, I, think the, I think the movie has an interesting point to make when it just shows us the reliance that we do have on you know, these machines and whatnot, as opposed to just now. Oh, especially with the, um, what they call it, the, I always think of it as like the Bermuda Triangle, but airborne instead of mm. where all your technology gets all weird when they're up in the, the, uh, floating islands. Oh, the, yeah. Or the floating mountains. Yeah, they, the, it messes with their, uh, whatever. Their, all their, their technology systems. gets all jacked up. Yeah. No, I just, but I, I think the, the movie is very interesting when it comes to the side of technology because I do think that human beings, we don't necessarily need all the things that sometimes we think we need. We, I, not not really, anyway. Well, no. Um, I like technology to the point of it like furthering medicine or like furthering travel into space or, um, I don't know, understanding the like anatomy of like humans planet you know that type of thing like i I like technology furthering there Mm -hmm. but like do i need it there necessarily to get new like big buildings and like new roads i i don't think so not necessarily i mean i think that's like just a thing that's required by our population growth by just there's just so many people that like you have to do that otherwise it just doesn't work yeah kind of thing yeah I, i mean i could see it Again, no expert on the subject. But it does, I don't know, I see a movie like Avatar and it makes me like want to not have as many, as many amenities, maybe. Like, it makes me... Not live like, as materialistic. A bit, yeah. Like, I, I don't think I do like a, a ton myself right now, but I mean, I, shit, I'm sure there's some in other countries that would argue they'd be like, you have a hell of a lot more than, than what we do. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, Americans, I think, are probably one of the most consumerist... <laughs> 
Yeah. In no. terms of uh I, I can culture. say my, my my perspective has certainly changed ever since I met my wife because she's Brazilian and going to Brazil, that's the first time I've ever been like out of the country. Mm. I mean, it's a completely eye opening experience. I mean, I'm not saying that Brazil's like third world or nothing like that. It's not, but there's certainly major stark contrast differences between them and, and us. In terms of culture? In terms of culture, but I would also say they are certainly, I don't, to me, in my opinion anyway, they don't have near as much emphasis and importance on material that, that we do or commercial value. Like they are much yep. more family oriented people than we are. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think there's always some, in some way, I think every person could scale back, so to speak, undoubtedly on, on, on what they're doing. Like, but I don't know if you can do much more past <clears throat> having that be on like an individual, but it's like, like when you were talking about BP, it's like, how do you make that kind of a message scale to that? But right. I don't know if you can, because of the money, it's always no. about the money. Well, it goes back to what I said about you know, thinking humans are born, uh, you know, evil. I mean, my, myself included in that, right? I mean, we all want more money. And no matter how much you get paid, you're always going to want more. It's true. And I don't, I, I don't know if there's any way that you can change that about humans. Could just be in our nature. Well, right. I, I don't know. I I would I would still like to think though that things can change to an extent, not fully. Like you can't like fix some of like that primal DNA stuff that's in us. Mm -hmm. But I think history has shown painfully through hard lessons learned that there are ways that we will evolve eventually. But these leaps and how we kind of understand certain things they take a lot longer. I think than people would care to admit just because there's so many people and like, if you're really going to change a behavior, it's going to take, it takes gonna, work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It just, you, you have to work at it and yep. you have to have people that inspire other people and eventually, you know, strength in numbers, man. Like you, you, you get enough people on board with it and, and just kind of keep at it. Eventually you will notice something, but I don't know. It's tough. Very, very tough. I, I also think I think of uh, the treatment of the Native American people because I think that's probably one of the most clear parallels to yeah. our life because the Navi are very Native American-like in a lot of ways. Um, certainly also with the story paralleling how, you know, white man comes in, hi, you have land. We like your land. Get off. <laughs> you know, yeah. and like they're... They, they're willing to do pretty much anything to get them to move. <clears throat> so I, th I definitely felt that there was some definitely symbolic imagery there and also just pretty clear messages of that's wrong to do. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have <laughs> any differing opinions than no. that. But, okay, let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this. Because sometimes some movies, like when they like when they put messages like this, like, whether it's like subtle or like kind of hitting you over the head, some people will be like, okay, like that's impactful for the story. It serves the story and it also has parallels in life. It makes me think, it mm -hmm. makes me talk with other people about it. This is good, right? Mm -hmm. But then there's other people who are like, oh, you're being preachy. Like you're trying to spoon feed me some, you know, 
bullshit. Like, I, I don't want to hear your opinions on how I should live and everything like that. Do you ever have things like that when you're watching movies where, like, you feel like a message is coming at you and you're like, oh, no, here it comes? Um, I think there's definitely been movies like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I, I don't... I don't know. It's usually the movie makes those those points to be far more prevalent than I think they need to be for the story. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to think of an example, but I'm drawing a blank. Um, but you know, like, I don't, I don't know. Like in this movie, uh, the the sort of themes of, you know, guarding nature and protecting nature and making that a point that nature's important or whatever, right, was very essential to the plot of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Serves the story. Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, like, I don't know. If they had... If, if that whole thing just didn't serve the story at all, but they made, you know, this little side thing that just kept getting interjected. And I, I would just feel like it's unnecessary. Right. Sort of like the, you know, romantic part of the plot I thought was unnecessary, mm-hmm. but like, like you didn't need that to drive the plot. I see. Does that make sense? I think it does. No, I think it does. Um, I don't know. I I'm trying to think, I, I mean, I have a friend of mine. He is, he has Native American in him like mm-hmm. on his, uh, I think it's his mom's side. Um, but I don't, like, it would be interesting to actually talk with someone that has, like, real Native American roots to, like, understand that better, uh, for sure. But I liked, personally, a lot of the messages that were in the movie. I didn't feel like it detracted or took me out of the story. It all served the story that it was trying to tell. I don't care if it's as original as other stories just from that right. perspective. I think it did it well. Yes, I, you know? I would and, also agree. And and so, I don't know, Like you'd be kind of hard-pressed to find somebody that's going to be like, well, no, it's bad to take care of the climate. It's 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 a good idea. To I think you might be surprised. I, no, I know, I know. I should, yeah, that's the thing I was going to say. I, I'm, I might be a bit naive because there's some, there's some pretty... Well, there's some pretty bad people that are in this world. I know that. I mean, there's a lot of good ones, too, but there's, there's some bad ones. That's for sure. I'm not sure that they are, I don't know. Like, good or bad? Yeah. I think they have an opinion. Sure. In my opinion, theirs is wrong, you know? But, right. like, I don't know. They're, they're, they are taking the facts that they see and, well, I say facts... I don't know if they're facts, but they're taking, you know, their inputs throughout their life and they are making a, what, what am I, what's the word I'm thinking of? Mm, Trying to think what it would be. They're forming an opinion based on, you know, everything that has happened to them or learned. Yeah, Yeah. 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 And, you know, some people don't learn everything that they need to learn to formulate a uh, educated opinion, I should say. Yeah. 
I also know on the subject of just opinions and and whatnot. <clears throat> like I said, a person's life circumstance will come into play. Economic circumstances, uh, you know, the race, gender. Well, I mean, I a, mean, a lot of different factors. That's uh, will play into it. You sort of see that in Avatar, right? Because certainly, you know, Jake came from a military background. He came in, yep. was like, "Oh yeah, I'll totally be a, a be a spy." Worldview and. Yeah. Yeah, I'll totally, you know, tell you all this information so you yeah. can go in and, you know, get his real legs back. Be start a war basically with the Navi is basically what he was doing. He was yeah. giving them ammo so they would have an edge. Yeah. Um and then he was like, "Oh yeah, I can go back to Earth, get my legs back and my life will continue as yeah. as it was." But uh, well, I mean, his worldview changed, right? Mm-hmm. So, he, I mean, you see it play out through the whole movie. The interesting thing, I think, with people changing their opinions or just attitudes, it's probably more attitudes, honestly, uh, than strictly opinions on things, like your outlook on things. Um, personal experience certainly seems to be the biggest the trigger for it, mm-hmm. or like a certain, like the biggest conduit to like make it happen. Because, like, for instance... I could be, you know, a carnivore, which I eat. I already said I eat like animals and pigs and well, cows and everything. You're an like omnivore, that. right? Sure. But if I, you know, start watching like a bunch of like PETA videos on like animals getting slaughtered in factories and, you know, all these terrible things. I'm not trying to go dark with this, but it's like I could watch all that and it could be very compelling. But it's not going to be nearly as compelling as me actually like being fully immersed in something that's going to make me actually physically have you go slaughter the animals right right there's there is like you said a a disconnect that comes from not actually being directly associated with it yep and so i don't know i find that with a lot of people um that they have to have like a personal connection to it to care you know it's like someone might not give a rat's behind about like drunk driving accidents and then they lose somebody to it and then now suddenly they really 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 care about it not saying it's wrong but it's like there is something to be said about personal experience being the catalyst that actually makes somebody go a different direction as opposed to just reading about it and then the other thing i would say uh as well just on this subject is that a person's emotional intelligence i think goes a long way with like how somebody with like maybe a completely opposing viewpoint or worldview will come at you and how you actually intake the information as a person like, are you actually listening to it? Right. Are you emotionally or, reacting to or it? Or are you, like, yeah. Yeah. Can you, can you take it away, like, r- remove yourself from the equation and think of that, think about it in terms of just, mm-hmm. like, they have these ideas, I have these ideas. Right. Let's put them next to each other and see which one makes more sense or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Some people are not able to, you know, remove emotions from that. And they see, like, like people saying, like, climate change should be taken seriously yeah. or whatever as, like, a personal attack. Excuse me. Um, and they'll take it offensively or, you know. And I think that's sort of, I think that is paralleled in politics these days, too. Yeah, but for sure it's very divided it's true but, yeah 
Anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, like, like this is the thing. Like, this is the thing. Avatar, Avatar's good at this. Like, I mean, I didn't really think about most of the. I, I am. There's some uh, deep stuff in this movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. But you have to look for it. When I watch a movie, I'm typically just like, hmm, yeah, movie. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, movie, entertainment. Yes. Things are on the screen. Things are moving. I've had to things explain, are happening. I've had to explain this to people a couple of times because I admit. And I mean, this is part of the reason I have a podcast. I, I'm very introspective about things. I, I can get into things in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And even a movie like Avatar, I look, I don't think that Avatar's primary function is to get somebody to recycle or <laughs> right, you know, right, like yeah. treat a different race better. I, I don't think that's its primary goal, but I think the best movies that are made, whether it's Avatar or any other movie, they are structured and thought out enough in a way that there is a lot of these types of thoughts that are put into it. And that's what makes the stories be compelling and work is because they have these layers to it. Mm-hmm. Not something that necessarily the casual audience member needs to fully dissect and, right. and get, right. but it's there yeah. nonetheless. Yeah. So that's that. Um, I want to talk about, uh, something else just on the subject of avatar which is just the amount of money and just the pure ambition i think that went into particularly this first one right Mm -hmm. i always think this is interesting just and and maybe you might not have a ton of uh opinion on this but especially like in today's like theatrical climate like with movies going to the theater especially we've seen that movies like you know the marvels the big budget movies like they kind of get you know, first precedent in the theaters, like they get the most exposure or it's because it's an established IP. But I look at Avatar and I know there's going to be people that'll say it's just a rip off of Pocahontas or Dances with Wolves or any of these yeah, I've heard Native that. American things like, like whatever. But I think there's a lot in Avatar that is purely original. Okay. To me, I just from like its creature design, the way the world works, um, characters in the story, it can be derivative of other things, but there is originality in this movie. You're, you're not going to convince me otherwise of that. Well, yeah, there's definitely an original idea behind it. But but this is what I'm trying to get at with this, is when it comes to like big budget movies and sort of ambitious filmmakers and whatnot, I don't feel like I see hardly any studios out there especially now that will take a chance on an original concept and throw a truckload of money behind it that isn't an established ip or coming from you know some director that has clout and has directed something for 30 years it's like well i mean james cameron has that clout it's true. I mean, yeah, it, it is <laughs> like if you're, no, go- if you're no, it's true. I yeah. mean, like he, they didn't just give him like you know Terminator. His the Terminator was like his first arguably like major commercial success for a movie, but that was low budget. Like he did no, not get right. a big open checkbook for that. But then you know he steadily he has, built it. Yeah, through his career, you know Titanic. <clears throat> I don't know all of his movies. Um, but I mean right. Titanic. You know Terminator. Right. All been. A lot of his movies are successful. But so, do you think? Like, do you think then that just for, you know, just financials, uh, stability, or what is this term? Soluble? Is that like where it's like you're being financially responsible? I think that's the term. I, I could be mistaken. I, I don't know. So, no, I don't think that's the well, word. Well, I don't I, look. I mean, I'm, like, I don't know. Okay, look. I'm trying. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, is that 
it was it was not a risk to make avatar i don't think you don't think it was a risk at all no i don't think so it costs a lot of money yeah for the blue people well yeah but also but because it's james cameron like well i don't think that's the only the only aspect to it right right because i mean whoever you know up fronted the money for it obviously would have had to have this pitch to them Mm -hmm. and you know i don't know there no that i was gonna say you know there aren't a whole lot of movies that are just like completely bad but that's that's not true at all um but i mean pitching this idea i feel like i feel like it would have had like just you said that he dreamed this right yeah yeah he started he started originally working on this in 1995 right so he long time he had what what is that this was released in 2009 2009? yeah so he had what is that 14 years over a decade 15 14 years to come up with this you know yeah build build up a resume that i guess it wouldn't be a full 14 years i don't know when they actually started filming or whatever but he would have had time starting like filming like 2007 yeah so you know he had he had a a lot of time to put Mm -hmm. together a pitch to somebody with a lot of money to be like this is gonna be a great movie Mm-hmm. you should give me money so i can go make this right and you know i mean i feel like no I, you... I i think like i I, th- I think i understand like him pitching it and it being bought like i get like i mean he clearly had a track i mean like shit he won all those oscars for titanic i mean he right. certainly had the clout to justify getting money for something like this but i think what i'm trying to understand and and kind of talk more about is just past somebody like an anomaly like a James Cameron who is just exceptional in so many ways at their craft. I just feel like I don't see a lot of other studios necessarily taking the gamble as much. And I would like to see it more, but I can also understand it's like, it's a business like anything else. And it's a risk. You can't just openly throw hundreds of millions of dollars at something because you think it's cool. I mean, mean, you can, but you might lose hundreds of millions of dollars. I suppose you could. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Marvel's sort of like the big, yeah, the big example of they're just taking boilerplate um, yeah. scripts basically, and they're just like print movie, print, yeah, churn and, and burn, just baby. stamping them out. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to continue to work well if they continue to do that because it's just the same movie over and over well the reason why it worked for the longest time is because they had a roadmap like thanos was in the prod was in the works like they had a trajectory and now i mean i mean you could tell me i mean i'm sure kevin feige's out there being like you know man like the kang dynasty's coming and like like all this stuff is going to (laughs) happen in quantum mania and ant-man you you can tell me all that sure (laughs) but it doesn't feel as cohesive and like i think doesn't feel together like these other ones did i don't know if i've seen every marvel movie since i, oh, I, I have an after end game i know that but the ones that i have seen have not been great which ones have you seen and like, we'll, we'll get back to avatar but i just we'll, we'll, let's talk about this i think the main one i think of is love and thunder uh, oh, okay. thor love and thunder like so you saw that yeah i did not think it was very good did you see ragnarok the one 
Ragnarok before. was good. You like that. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a lot. Uh, I, I did see Thor Love and Thunder. Um, I actually I actually got it for, for Black Friday. Like, it hasn't shown up yet. It's Amazon was weird. It was, I it think, was like, it was I think you will a, be thoroughly disappointed. Oh, no, I've seen it. Oh, you have? Yeah, no, I, I've, I've seen it. It's certainly... Look, I'll, I'll just turn this into a, a mini review of, of Thor: Love and Thunder. It's <laughs> it's a step down for sure from yeah. Ragnarok. I mean, I'm not even going to pretend that like there's a competition. Like Ragnarok is a better movie. Yes, it, that's what I would say. But I still found some things in Thor: Love and Thunder to be enjoyable. I didn't love it, but I also like this Black Friday deal. It was like six bucks, dude. Like it was. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just saying, it was cheap, and that's for the 4K. Okay, you know. Uh, 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 Look, I'll tell I'll tell you what didn't work. I don't really buy movies, so yeah, I understand that. Do you want to know what didn't work about that movie for me? What was that? And then we'll we'll keep talking Avatar. What was that? Those screaming goats. (laughs) Yeah, those things were fucking awful. Yeah, I I will say that. I think I think they saw Ragnarok do well, and they were like, "Oh, they want they want comedy," (laughs) and then they were just like, "Let's put so much of it in there," and then it's like a big SNL, and it was too much, and they way overdid it. There's there's things about it that I enjoyed. Like I didn't not like Christian Bale in it. I thought Christian Bale was good for what he was doing, to me anyway. But usually it's not the individual actors. It's like directing level decisions or like script script. decisions. They they made a lot of it comedic. Uh, You know, you got, you got fat Zeus, um, you know, having orgies and just being (laughs) a loser. Like, I mean, I I didn't hate that, but the the screaming goes, I just go back to that because when they were there the first time I was like, "Mm, that's kind of like, I got like, I got like, Oh, it's a callback to the, to the early 2010s. Like, and then it just kept going and going and going. I'm like, this joke has to stop. And (laughs) it it didn't didn't, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I, I don't know, just wrapping up the thoughts on the ambition in film. I just think that, uh, I would just like to see more studios kind of do, uh, do take some chances on that. Maybe not necessarily with like, hey, this is like my, I'm a director. This is my first movie. Give me like $500 million. Like, don't do that. Yeah, no, that, that would be a really I, bad I financial you, decision. But I can tell you that there are concepts that are out there or there are scripts out there that are from directors that studios are afraid of and they don't want to challenge the audience with and take the gamble with it. Mm-hmm. Now, James Cameron's an exception because he had a ton of academic clout and box office growth success like he had a lot of things work out well for him to make it feasible to make sense of doing this movie but i just think in this day and age with all these people that are like there's nothing original in hollywood there's no originality Uh, first of all it's bullshit because there absolutely is it's rare i i don't know i i would tell you that like they're like hell the a24 studio they put out a ton of original movies a ton I'm not saying they're mainstream, but they're original. And they get Can you give me a couple talent. examples? Yeah. Um, well, one, I would say Ex Machina. Uh, that That's purely original movie. Never seen it. I would also... <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but I'll, I'll give you some examples. Uh, I would also say, just from that same director, but Annihilation, the Natalie Portman science fiction movie, that is based on a book, but it's original, I promise you. Uh let me think of some other movies like the lighthouse that 
another another original movie, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe going insane at a lighthouse. Oh, I think I have heard of that one. Uh, Swiss Army Man. Uh, that is another one that, that that is damn original for sure. Uh, I, I could go on a long tirade. Right. Yeah. I, anyway, I, I won't. I won't. I won't. All I will say is that I'll I'll end this point and then we'll keep going. Is that if people want to see original movies, you need to put your money where your mouth is and go seek it out. You you need to actually yeah, but, pay to go see it. Otherwise, it's not going to get made. If you just bitch about it on the internet and then you're never spending money on the original content when it comes, well then good luck on getting original right. content. That's fair. Sorry, I, I get I get kind of mad. About it. it's just, <laughs> I just I don't know. I it's like people they want something for nothing. Well, yeah, that, that's that's exactly what human, they want. Human beings, yeah. Like they just g- give me, give me, give me. I don't want to have to work for it. Just give it to me. Yes. Anyways, uh, something else that I wanted to that I wanted to talk about was just Avatar's legacy, right? It's been 13 years, or it's going to be 13, 14 years since you know between now mm-hmm. and the sequel. And I'm curious, Kyler, what you thought about Avatar's longevity in the years that have passed. So, I mean, it's always stayed like easily in my you know top five movies or whatever um but like i don't know i guess like i mean obviously i didn't watch it a whole lot in the last you know 13 years um but like the couple times i saw it i knew that it was one of my favorites Mm -hmm. i didn't need to watch it more or uh i mean the I don't know necessarily that I would say that it had like heavy rewatchability just because what I thought was great about it was the visuals of the movie. Like it wasn't necessarily, you know, the plot was super good or the acting was super good or um, I didn't find, I guess like, a movie that I also liked was like Deadpool, but mm-hmm. that again, Marvel, uh, well, it's not, there's Marvel craziness and the cinematic universe stuff, but, yeah. um, yeah. like I would say that that movie has rewatchability because some of the jokes in that movie, I would still find funny after I hear them again. Right. But like you can't, you can't re see, a movie for the first time. Oh, I wish you could sometimes. Right. Don't, don't you? Yeah. Like Avatar would be one if you could erase my memory and, and make me think about like going to see it again. I'd be like, oh, sweet. Like, let's go. Yeah, because you can't see the, you know, the shots for the first time. You can't see the floating mountains come into play. Right. Not because again. it's the first, it, the first time is what makes it the best. Sure. Because, it's what you makes know. it memorable. Yeah. It yeah. Sticks. But like the rewatchability, it's like, oh, yeah it's that's shot again but I've, like i've rewatched avatar several times yeah i'm I, sure I think, well i think for me it's just because again the visuals it's it's eye candy i mean mm. there's a lot that's just like really pretty to look at but then i also like epic movies like i like movies that have scope and weight to it and i feel like avatar over the years has remained as one of those movies that it is an epic like it has well, it's... it has big big you know consequences and and things at play and sometimes i like that yeah, I, 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 would, I would agree though it's not necessarily like 
the casual rewatch of like you know you cited like Deadpool. I mean, Avatar is like a three-hour movie. Oh yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not talking about like I don't like the length, but it's like if I'm gonna watch Avatar, I know that I'm in for. You have to Avatar. set aside I, yeah, time I, I for gotta, it. I gotta dedicate time for it, but yeah. No, it's it, it is it is good on that. Um, I've noticed over the years, as far as this legacy goes, uh, I don't think it happened right away because I just remember, like, for a long time, Avatar was pretty universally respected and praised, like from what I could tell. Like mm. most people were like, "This is great. Uh, the visuals are fantastic. You know, go blue people. Woo woo woo. Yep. This is sweet. Sure." But then. You know, over the years and with social media growing, I also noticed there's a lot of people that like the shit on Avatar. That there's a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, it's derivative, it's stupid, it's, you know, haters gonna hate, I guess, because something's really popular. That's what I kind of attribute it to. Like, I don't understand why it necessarily gets ragged on as far as, like, other far worse movies than Avatar. so... Here, here's my question for you then. Okay. What's wrong with it being derivative? That's a good question. Like, why does that matter? For myself, I would say it doesn't necessarily because I kind of am a, I'm a believer of it can be derivative, but is it done well? Or is it done and in a way This was that done well, is, right? In my opinion, yes. Then, yes, in my opinion, it is. But then I feel like you're always going to have those people, especially in the film community, that unless it's like, you know, purely original and it is. I, I don't think that's you know, a thing that you can. taking and it's like edgy. You, you know I don't think I'm that's a at? thing you can do these days anymore. These days? You think you can't be edgy? No, that's not what I mean. I mean. You can't be completely original. There's, a, oh, I think, there's right. always it's it's there's the same thing with music. That you're inspired by and, right. It's the same yeah. thing with music. Like you're never gonna have an original chord. You're never gonna have an original, you know, yep. whatever. There's always gonna be something that's derivative from some other thing, right? Because like people have made too many movies. People have made too many songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I that actually, uh, that's something that they taught us in, in school, or at least when I went to college, because I was a graphic design major. Sure. Right? And, and one of the first lessons I remember getting was that any idea that you have, it's like 99.9% likely not fully original. Yep. Like you're, you're borrowing from something. Yep. It doesn't matter what it is, but what where originality seems to come from is what is your perspective on it? Like what is your kind of angle or approach to it like how is your voice on it different than other people's previous takes on something yeah and i think if you get creative enough and obviously in the case of avatar i would largely argue that james cameron while i'm going to praise him a lot avatar is a labor of love from thousands of people that work on the movie like there well, is a, every so, movie is that way right right so i'm saying that like you surround yourself with the best and I think James Cameron has always had an ability that he has done well enough in his own career that he's been able to surround himself with exceptional talent. Mm-hmm. And you put all that in the melding pot that is movie making. And sometimes you get lucky and you get a movie like Avatar. But what are your final thoughts on, I mean, on Avatar, man? Good movie. We've been talking for a while. I mean, where, where are we at? Our, hour, hour, and hour, and 34, hour and a half? Hour 35? Like that. Yeah. This is your first time on a podcast. How'd it go? I mean, feels a little weird. 
Awesome. Uh, like, is it just because like you know you're being recorded? Yeah, like, yeah. That, I mean, kind it, of a vibe? it's the same thing. I also I've uh, I do not enjoy public speaking, and I was not sure if this would feel like public speaking, but it does somehow. It feels a little public speaking. Too. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why, but hmm. yeah. Well, I also you know you got to give yourself grace too in the fact that you haven't done this before. Well, sure. Well, I'm just saying it's the first time. Yeah. Do you do you really want me to tell you that? I, I can't even, I, I would not be able to look you straight in the eye and say, hey, go back to episode one of Screen Speak and think that I was totally like, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm a podcaster. Like, yeah. no. Yeah. Uh, you no, know, I, I, I think it's interesting. Uh, I mean, obviously, I really like doing podcasting, but it's interesting having different people on the podcast, especially ones that aren't maybe as comfortable with it as somebody else. Yeah. Biggest thing I try to just tell anybody that either wants to get in the podcasting or would like to do it is it's like you don't pay attention to the fact that it is recorded or anything like right. that. It's like you're just just talking. You got to be relaxed. You got to stay loose. Um, you know, don't be too rigid and don't try to like be too formulaic. Just kind of, you know, be you really got to, as they say, just be yourself. Right. right. And I feel like you did. I don't know. I, I definitely feel like um, it was a little bumpy at first. Like I can tell. <laughs> I, I mean, shit, I'll say it. Like yeah. you know, you gotta. It, it, t- it takes a second. Like uh, I mean, even now, I still feel like I don't know. I feel like while that you know little red lights on. Yeah, you see it. Something. Something's <laughs> different, man. Like it's just like. I don't know. Like as soon as you hit the stop button, I'm sure I'll be like, "Oh, yeah." It's yeah. like, "Oh shit!" Now I'm normal. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's all it's all over now. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, hey, I appreciate you doing this. Um, I, I honestly, actually, I'll say that I'll say this to you because I don't think I had told you this before recording or anything like that. Okay. I don't know why. When you told me that you liked Avatar, I didn't really believe you. Why, why wouldn't you believe me? It's a good movie. No, I mean, like, uh, how do I say this? It's like, I believe that you liked it, but then when you were saying, like, yeah, man, like, yeah, we can talk about Avatar. Yeah, sure, like, I would do it. <laughs> I was just like, is he really, like, he's being serious. Like, he would actually really talk about Avatar just because I, I think where it goes to me, and, like, this is this is not, like, a slight against you or nothing like that. Sure. It's just your demeanor and, and kind of you. I was like... I wasn't sure if he was actually going to be willing to put himself out there and like kind of, yeah, you know, really engage with it and talk about it. But I'm I'm obviously thrilled that you did because yeah. I love Avatar. I love connecting with people on on stuff that we like. I mean, that's one of the great parts of movies. Uh, but I was just surprised. That's all. I was surprised. So surprise. you were surprised that I uh, that I went through with it. Was, yeah, 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 basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you you surprised me. So well, it's not. A I'm bad glad. Thing um obviously you're welcome to come back again um you don't do any of the social medias or anything like that i don't think otherwise i would plug whatever you want me to I, plug. But. i would not want you to plug any of that even if even if i was you know trying to be big on i guess i probably would in that Try case tiktok famous or? no i don't have tiktok I, I i think i i think i have an account somewhere but i i never use it no, it I, seems like a waste of time. I don't have TikTok. I don't watch TikTok. I, You're honestly probably doing better things with your time. Oh no, probably not. Maybe not. No. I mean, you're doing this. This is a, a decent use of time. I suppose. Well. Anyway. Anyways, we'll wrap this up. Uh, I do appreciate everybody for taking the time to listen to the podcast today. If you have not done so already, please go ahead and hit the follow button, and of course, hit the bell on whatever it is that you're listening to. 
The reason for the bell is so that you actually get notifications when new episodes get posted. Otherwise, you just have to be an obsessive fan and start following the podcast feed like religiously to find it. I don't think you really want to do that, even the most hardcore person. So hit the follow button and the bell, get involved on social media, do the whole things. But uh, give a, a give a big round of applause for Kyler for coming on the podcast. It's, uh, you know, he, he can't even hear you doing it, but I'll, like you can clap. I'll pretend that I can. There, there you go. All right. Thanks, buddy. And we will talk to, talk to you later.